all in your mind. All in your mind. All in your mind. All in your mind. I don't know how long it would take, but if it's possible, they've already done it or are in the process of doing it. Once they have the numbers... They can listen in real time. <sighs> Jose, how did you describe the location of Fallback 2 when you contacted the search squad? Too well. Damn it. New plan. Everyone? Who? Helicopter. It's headed straight for... Oh, hell, that's not DPS. It's some kind of military copter. You sure? Yes. It's five or six minutes out. Sentries, abandon posts. Everyone, don't use your phones. Non-fighters, scatter now. Go! Men started to peel off. Fighters! Rule! Motherbird! No, damn it, I'm not going you to- damn sure are. You're their damn row, and that copter probably has machine guns. Let me do my job! Uh, oh, hell. Yes, a squad. No more. Don't get yourself killed. Hey, I'm Rick Rowland, and we're here for uh, a podcast uh, to celebrate the work of the gentleman that you heard barking orders yeah. on that clip yeah. from uh, from World of the Lupi number 12 uh, in the role of Rule Turner. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit because there, there has been more than one Rule Turner in the, uh, in right. the series yeah. now. Uh, but first, uh, let me also introduce uh, Dwayne Beeman. Hey. And MJ Casey. Hey, Michael, listeners. Michael John, I guess I should call him, but we, we call him MJ. Plenty of other things to get called. And our special <laughs> guest of honor on this particular interview, uh, Danny Gavigan. Ah, yeah, Welcome, everybody. Danny. Boo. Boo. Yeah, Turner had some nasty roids in that. Well, everybody, go around back. I'm gonna use the bathroom. Oh, you're so critical of your own performance. Well, okay. Well, if you think that's that was chewing the scene, no, I love it. This next clip, I know you saw some of your teeth. I've got to. I want to play another scene because I had asked Colleen if because I knew that Rule Turner was was one of the main. Uh, recurring roles that you've played here mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted a clip from that but I also wasn't sure she would be able to find me something in time so I hunted hunted down one of my own productions uh, a role that uh, Danny played in Batman Wayne of Gotham and uh, we're gonna listen to that right now sweet then please just come with me we'll, we'll go up to the house I can help you no Thomas it's me who's going to help you it's in my blood you put it in my blood. What? The virus. The gift. It lives in my veins. You're not well. The gun felt slippery in Thomas's hands. Please, just come with me. I, I can cure this. Come with you? But I've come for you, Thomas. My dear, doubting Thomas, never truly committed to the faith of the convictions you espoused, always questioning yourself. But I've come to end your doubt, Thomas. I've come to purge you of all of that, Thomas. You can be free of guilt, free of fear. I've ushered many tortured souls into that peace, a peace that you brought to me, dear Thomas, and which I now return to you. Now that was uh, that was Danny uh, along uh, with Richard Cutting as playing Thomas Wayne in that scene. Yeah. Uh, then he got to choose some scenery in that. I don't know if you oh, remember. Yeah. We went over those monologues because it was, yeah, how crazy is crazy enough uh, uh, when you're playing a psychotic villain? I know, and like one of the different levels you can hit. But yeah. that's what I love about working with you, Rick, because it's, uh, we it's a fine-tuning yeah, It really, It really was. We had uh, a lot of different bits and pieces that, 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 uh, that meshed together in a really fun way. That was pretty cool. I should also mention in the, in the clip uh, from World of the Lupi, the other actors in the scene with Danny were Erica Rose, Chris Sheeran, Elliot Dash, and Jacob Yeh, apparently. Right. Chris oh, Sheeran. Jacob Yeh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was I wondering didn't... who that one character was, and it was Chris, because like, I haven't heard his... I, haven't heard... I know who Erica and Jacob are, right. but I don't know the other two. Yeah, well, it's that's... so funny. I, we all know each other. Yeah. I shot an industrial, like, a couple years ago mm -hmm. with Jacob Yeh. And he's the sweetest man I've ever met. Yeah. He is right out of his mind, though. Is he? He's a great guy. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, he's crazy funny. <laughs> yeah, he's a lot of fun to work with. I had him play. I had a 
playing a great character in Ms. Marvel where he, he just knocked it out of the park. He's a lot of fun. Well, I mean, the thing is, what you're alluding to is the fact that, and, and we've talked about it on other yeah. podcasts, the fact that it's a, a vast network of, of actors that all are interconnected in some way. If they yeah. haven't worked with each other, they know somebody who did, or there's a spouse involved, or uh, it's a big, uh, you know, six degrees of separation. Um, but before we go too much further, let's talk about other roles that, uh, that Danny has played. Um, when, I, when I asked him for what some of his favorite roles were, he definitely listed Breeze in the first oh, yeah. Mistborn series. And of course, he is Hawkeye in our Marvel Universe. Yep. And please play that. He started the uh, in, in Civil War, and we've managed to keep him in the role. And every every time Hawkeye has appeared in our productions, it's been like yeah. four or five of them now. Four or five. And then he he was a lead in that um, kind of rendition of New Avengers that right. was reworked. Everybody. Uh, it was like the love story between him and. Uh, oh Natasha, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Natasha, was yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's right. He was. That uh, was a lot of fun. Breakout? Uh, yes. Yeah. Let's work out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he's also, let's see, well, and I mentioned that he's Rule Turner uh, in the world of the Lupi, uh, the romantic lead, basically, in that. He's played that. I before. love all the westerns. Well, you guys yeah. don't do this anymore, but if, back when we did westerns, we would d vocalize the dismounts. And the remounts? Well, we still have a lot. Well, you've contention. got like it, hours upon hours of all of us probably well, somewhere yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. You, this goes right back to what Rick was saying about like the fine tuning. Is that someone jumping off a horse, like in mid, <laughs> in, in mid ride, or who, someone who's jumping off while trying to get a gun out or something? Is different. It's so subtly, it's yeah. So, and it's so specific right. that it almost it almost has to get recorded. Yeah. And there are times where it's like guy stand there, says a line, gets on the horse, says the other half of the line, like but it you totally know, breaks like the action of the scene. Yeah, yeah like, on yeah. purpose. Well, here's the information. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. And he like rides off and stuff. So but like yeah, it's the same. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Hemorrhoids, not steroids. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was explicit. Yeah, I just bent across this whole right? building, bro. It's all good. You, you know. seem obsessed, Eddie, with uh, uh, Somewhere all the truck drivers across the nation are pulling over listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, God, all of them? Jeez, there's a lot of pull <laughs> I'm sure they all have some grade of hemorrhoids at totally. this point, right? <laughs> okay, a way to isolate our listeners. <laughs> Great, sorry. Hey, thanks, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep plowing through this. You guys just go on. Move on, uh, moving on. No, other, other graphic audio roles uh, include Jason Todd in Countdown, DC Comics Con Countdown, and another Jason in uh, Town Called Fury, which, speaking yeah. of Westerns, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Danny was the lead in that. Mm -hmm. On stage, some of his favorite roles have included Zorro in a new adapt uh, adaptation at Constellation Theater. That must have been mm -hmm. a blast. That was, yeah, the See, role of my dreams. Danny the closest is... I'll ever come to playing Batman. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, Zorro was largely an, the inspiration for Batman. Yeah. And, and I should Directly. point out to the listeners that Danny is one of the few actors who actually could play some of the leading men and superheroes that we... Uh, have vocally played that other actors have played vocally. He could actually play it on stage or in film a lot. Yeah, like so he, being like tall and stuff. He's a, he's, yeah, yeah, he's a leading man. I got a face for radio. That sounded really like narcissistic, <laughs> know, right? but like sarcastic narcissist. That's some weird stuff. Well, anyway. it's interesting because like there's a lot of voices where like someone like David Coyne who like could play just oh, about yeah. anything. You know, but then you meet the guy and you're like. There's no way that voice came out of came that out right. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude, but right. he's got like a handful of these no, different I first heard stuff. about David Corbin. It was DC Lugie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He still is Online. DC Online. He still is. I mean, like, I'm talking in high school, not to like, you know, age Well, anybody. no, it's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But this was years before I, I stepped foot yeah. into this. You just got your night license, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like after a school function, you <laughs> right, can drive your night license. They signed the permission slip to let me come work here. I'm not technically legal. They were pulling you over. Danny has also played <laughs> Lenny in Of Mice and Men at the Keegan Theater, which actually toured Ireland. Yeah. That must have been a blast. Oh, my God, yeah. See, and I did just see the outpouring of support for an American theater company doing an American classic. Yeah. From across, we started in, um, uh, uh, what's the West Coast? Galway. And Galway. we toured across... Turlis, Kilkenny. I, MJ, you toured with Keegan. I've never toured with Have Keegan. you not? No, no, no. Okay. Tim, I know Tim I, Lynch. I, had the I had the opportunity to and turned it down because oh. I was doing something else here. Right on. Do you, have you ever worked with Tim I, Lynch? Because so, so, he's toured with them. Uh, he's I, done the Irish I, tour. I, yeah. I okay. mean, I know him loosely through them, but I've never okay. worked with Tim. Um, 
But no, uh, side note, Tim Getman, another actor here, yeah. and, uh, you know, ad- adapter of note. Um, oh, yeah. He turned Lenny down. Uh, it was the one equity really? contract they had for that production, and he couldn't do it. He had to bow out for something else because he couldn't do the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they didn't know, really know who I was. Colin Smith, who was co-directing it at the time, and he's a longtime director and actor there, called me in. We had worked together, and we just auditioned for it. And me and... Um, Mark Ray, the artistic director who played George, mm-hmm. immediately hit it off. And no, Ireland was incredible. I again roll in a little closer to the yeah. mic just to be safe. Okay. Yeah. Don't stop talking. Okay, don't yeah, keep, keep, talking. Keep, keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> no, but yeah, we would. Um, I mean, we went all the way. We so we toured from the West Coast in Galway all the way to Cork. But this was in '09, so it was right after the housing bubble burst and the mm-hmm. economic crisis. Yeah. So the year prior to that, Keegan actually took their show I forget what it was but they took it they had 11 cities they'd go to yep. wow. and the year we did it it got down to four because they just couldn't afford it oh. well how long did you stay in residence at, at uh, in, like in how Ireland? many performances I mean, in, it, in each city it was got? it was um, oh god I'm trying to remember it was four different cities and we did about like a weekend of shows yeah, probably like no, in more each, like three or four three or four oh, okay. shows yeah, yeah. in each city my, by far my favorite city was Cork just south of of um which is right around uh, Dublin, and uh, I mean Cork? we in Cork. Well, Dublin's on the. Dublin's oh, on no, the no, east coast. no. Was it north? I can't remember. Dublin's I, on the east coast, and Cork cut is this like out in the south. My <laughs> geographical. That's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. right next to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, Cork yeah, was like, like across the street. If you go across Manhattan Bridge, you're in Cork. The people there, it's great. Sayas, it's around the block and shit. Right, so yeah. But no, we sold out because. What they do is they have a, um, a relationship with the um, head of the, uh, I may be throwing them under the bus here, but um, the guy who basically uh, decides nationally what the high schools are going to study in terms of American oh, lit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he says, you know, it wouldn't hurt if you toured with blah, 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 this year. Oh, that's smart. You know, and, and when we got to Cork, we had a line around the block because it was nothing but high school kids and faculty yeah. around the Everyman Theater. And this is a hundred plus year old theater where Charlie Chaplin once performed mm-hmm. when he was a young young man with his, wow. with his father. Um, so it's like a 600, 700 seat theater just packed that's with awesome. high school kids. And you know that were first, into it. Who were they into were so. It. In, I mean, the first scene we come out, and I'm playing Lenny, yeah. and of course they're laughing, right? You know, at all the mental disorder, exactly. You know, and illusions. he's a com- he, he, but he's you know a what? Humorous 10, character. 10, 20 minutes usually. into it, we had him in the palm of yeah. our hands. And by the end of it, when you know yeah. the tragic end, I mean, oh, they were sure. just they lost it. You you know, just sobbing. So no, when you, I mean, I guess basically once you're in Ireland, it's a bus and truck, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. got, you yeah, know, yeah. a lot yeah. of buses. Well, also all those kids were probably drunk at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Middle of the day, Irish. Oh, yeah. I speak yeah. experience, they were hammer drunk. Yeah, it's okay. Who was it when they did Death of a Salesman there? They were throwing those whippersnappers. What are those things uh, that yeah. pop? Yeah, whippersnappers. Great. Yeah. Well, think of that. Uh, and this is this. And Brian Hemmingson played Willie Loman, and he, he just he, dra- he came on. You know the entrance where he comes sauntering in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before starting, he slammed his briefcase down, and he just basically lectured the kids. He said, "This is going to stop right now." And and you know Brian Hemmingson. Brian Hemmingson is a big, it's intimidating presence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they yeah. Talk about Palmer. Yeah, we just started to use him in graphic audio productions. Listeners will be hearing more and more of him. But yeah, I mean, there comes a time if you get an unruly house like that and they're kids, for God's sake, just that fourth wall comes down until. I love it. You know what? It reminds me of doing, like, because I did theater in high school and we would, if we were doing a play, we'd pull out all the English classes out of class and they'd come down. So I got the whole day off. Yeah, yeah. But we'd be performing scenes from the plays in front of all these high school kids. Uh, you know, just that were our age. Class. They just wanted yeah, out of class. They were raucous, and they didn't care. They thought we were loser, like yeah, drama yeah. club people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, for me, it's like the inner like punk rocker in me is like, you know, I'm gonna do this. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, fuck yeah. this. This is my time. Yep. And yeah. you're you're just fueling the fire in my gut right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More. So I love that. And but it's more gratifying when you can suck them in. Oh, yeah. totally. When they that's come the, from that that's direction. The, that's yeah, the payoff. Yeah. And, you know, we... Uh, I'm and they're moshing remember. and they're throwing <laughs> yeah, bottles the and stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> the whippersnappers. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, now I, I look for... We do, uh, at Everyman Theater, we, do, we have uh, a program with the high schools, the city schools, and uh, we have scheduled for each show of, of the season high school matinees, and I look forward to those. This is my yeah. favorite. I mean, I know you do a ton of... Yeah, imagine yeah. stage shows where it's 
Not so much. But, but that's, that's a younger <laughs> crowd. Yeah, well, <laughs> not anymore. That's here. also a different yeah, layer because, it. like, when you have yeah, that, like, half your audience is guaranteed to be adults. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't cheat to either side. You have to play. Mm -hmm. You have to play both sides uh -huh. at the same time. So that, in a way, that like brings in that brings in your adult audience as well. Right. Totally. I mean, if you if you cheat to one side or the other, like, you know, the younger ones get bored or the parents get bored, and then that's you're uh, just pandering, you're and it's yeah, just, then you're pandering. Everybody can yeah. tell. We do yeah. enough of that, you know, like yeah, in other jobs. And I mean, stuff. we're pandering right now. I know exactly. <laughs> I'm pandering to this microphone. You have no idea I'm how much kidding. I love the graphic audio crowd. Right? Uh, Danny is also a member of the resident acting company at Everyman Theater, which is in Baltimore, which yes. is the reason we got him back into our fold. Yes. Because we had lost him for a to, while to LA, going to the West I had Coast. Some delusions of grandeur. <laughs> I, uh, no. And, and full disclosure, I think I was uh, going, yeah, there was a going out there a for, a, for a girl, which you should never do. Yeah. I love. LA. You should have gone out there for a cat. Yeah, or, maybe or a dog, or, or, or an albatross, you know, or maybe a bird of some sort. Yeah. But never, never, never. But no, I, I'll be back. I'll just gotta line up work before I go out there. But it, not to say that it didn't work out there. It was great. Well, you, I mean, and, you also you know, came back because friends, you had work here, and I had work here consistently. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, as we all know, at Graphic Audio DC, you know, affords us so many opportunities to like have a career. Yeah, uh, yeah. playing pretend. One of the few cities that still does. Um, yeah. So, okay, uh, Danny's grandfather is a legendary top 40, or was, is yeah. he still with us? He's still with us. He is still with Going us, so he is, I should say, uh, a legendary top 40 DJ in New York uh, by the name of Dan Ingram. Hmm. Do you guys know Dan Ingram? Are you kidding you know, from me? From New York? You, you gotta know him. Dude, yeah. I lived, in, the, I've lived yeah, yeah. in New York City. Top 40, WCBS, WCBS. ABC. Yeah, get yeah. out of here. He retired. <laughs> I hate that stuff. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I, he owes me 50 bucks. <laughs> I'm of sick of the Beatles. God, oldies. Of you, CBS. His call sign was, hey, Kimosabi. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he made famous the, the, the talk talking up to... Uh, oh, the talk up to the record? The talk up to the record. The instrumental talk up. instrumental talk up. That was his big thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Classic. Get yeah. out of here. I did uh -huh. not know that. That's awesome. And, <laughs> That's oh, a uh, little side note. He was the... He did... <laughs> when TV Land started... TV Land. Why did I... Uh, TV Land. TV Land. TV, TV Land. TV Land. Right. On the T. I can't right. speak. Um, before Harry Shearer was the voice... I'm looking at Rick because he's like... Harry Shearer. He's like the uncanny resemblance of Harry Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> not get a visual here. I wish I had his money. And I wish it's, I like, it's like Harry Shearer and George Clooney had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, I'm ingratiating myself. Okay, so, Who carries that baby? No, so, but, um, was it? Carry that he, baby. he was the voice of TV Land, and, and he, he also recorded several uh, commercials... Many of you would recognize Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah. That was my. Uh, that was a grandfather, yeah. huh? Wow. A lot of the big DJs used to do a ton of voice yeah, work, yeah. Uh, you know, commercial uh, work. And now it's all famous they, people. Right. Yeah. Speaking of George Clooney. No, it's yeah. like you're listening to, Well, for the longest time, you know, you, you hear uh, Kiefer Sutherland's voice, or you yep. hear uh, Jack Lemmon used to be the voice of Toyota. Yeah. You know, it's right. like all these stars. And a lot of it stemmed from the fact that they were doing all this voiceover work in Asia. And they were doing a ton of like print ad work, TV, you know, like yeah. TV spots and voiceover, and Make they didn't do it here, and they just started doing it on the, in the state stateside. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of money in it. Yeah, well, oh. I gotta go upstairs and beat some yeah. shit. Don't <laughs> <laughs> well, make me come up Your there. Kids. Construction Crazy dudes, kids. with your wild parties. Take your tool belt off. <laughs> beat you with it. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh, so, you and I have worked together on stage, mm -hmm. and I'm also we were what? we worked together. On the same industrial films, but not in the same scenes. Right. Well, that's right. kind of like here. It's kind of like here. Yeah. <laughs> you've you've done different mediums, and you've been in uh, mm -hmm. specifically, the, you know, the graphic audio voiceovers work. You've done uh, you've done film and industrial film, and then you've also done stage work. Yeah. Now, when you get a script, obviously you'll get a script that's got like you know, eight lines, ten lines, regardless of what medium it's in. Uh, with stage, for more often than not, you have like this. Well, well understood. Uh, for the most part, most unless you're doing a brand new play, mm -hmm. you have uh, a definitive understanding of who this character is and where they came from. Right. And with film, less so because it's a uh, more immediate, less yeah, time, more immediate, less, less rehearsal. Time. Right. And with here, you'll sometimes that'll be the case as well. Sometimes Absolutely. we'll add on second lines. What are the things that you go for? Because obviously you don't have a costume. You don't have any other, like, uh, sometimes when you get a script, you'll have a visual representation yeah. of what the author was talking about in the initial book that we then adapted to a script. 
what are like maybe a handful of things that grab you when you first get a script? Well, like from no, you're talking audio. about graphic audience. Graphic audience specifically. Audio. What are the things you, you go for first? Well, it goes against everything you've been ever taught. I mean, you start with the voice, and it's like you know. Mm -hmm. I used to have a joke with Grady Weatherford when we worked at Rorschach. It's like, and he would, you know, he would say, you know, my my uh, drama teacher always told me voice is not choices, which goes against everything. You know, you want to make choices based on the character in the scene, and right. you know. But with this, it's you really. For me, I start with a voice in my head. You know, uh, in my you know. Uh, toolbox, what I'm capable, what I hear. I just always yeah. hear the voice uh, yeah. or a quality of some of yeah. some kind, and then you know I latch onto that. I'm I'm that type of actor, and I learned very early in high school, even uh, when I was playing Mr. Applegate in uh, Damn Yankees. Mm -hmm. My teacher gave me a cane, mm -hmm. and she said, "Here, try this out." And all of a sudden, the physicality of the character mm -hmm. tapped in and opened up all of yeah. these choices I wouldn't have otherwise made. And and I think with here, it's the same thing. I. Uh, in, in theory, but it's with, you know, the voice. But oddly enough, when I get into the booth, and I, this was trial and error for me, because I I didn't have a whole, like, you know, s slew of experience yeah. before I showed up here. Yeah. I just had silly voices I did since I was a kid, <laughs> and I mimicked uh, from Jim Carrey to, you know, whatever, to all the cartoons I grew up watching. But um, it's, it's oddly enough, it's more physical than you'd expect here. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys can all attest to this. Uh, and I, and I realize that the more I feel it in my body, um, and it, it's almost, it's it's less filmic, and it's more akin to stage performance. It's, it's almost got to be more visceral and bigger. Right. Otherwise, you don't hear those qualities. Uh, that Otherwise, you you deliver well, on a film. I remember, I remember auditioning you and thinking that, that there, you, it was a lot of just like trying everything and not really yeah. knowing sure yeah. how far to take the performance and whatever. But I, I remember that it seemed like you always needed to come from a place of honesty, oh, some kind yeah. of real feeling. And if you weren't feeling it, the performance would flatten out. Yeah, which if the, if the psychology is general, if the emotion is generalized. Exactly, but which I, I uh, uh, I feel is a positive thing to a large extent. I mean, you want to have the technique to carry the, the performance to where it needs to be dramatically, but you don't want to lay that on artificially because then you start doing... Yeah. It's it's fake. It's right. very fake. And, it's like and, having a limp when your character is not really that injured. You're yeah. doing it because <laughs> or, it looks good, you know, or it's, whatever. It's what, you know, as, as yeah. Colleen would say, you're indicating. Yeah, you're, you're, you're uh, indicating who the character is. Um, and and, and uh, that was one thing that I remembered, that I liked the fact that, you know, I mean, while I was trying to goose you to do do uh, a little bit broader and stylistically uh -huh. things, you, and you, That's you, a you good were doing, to have. You were um, doing yeah. your best, but... but to me, the instinct was right to not, not just flail <laughs> yeah. if you're not feeling it. Um, but the trick then is to get to the point where if you need to come from an internal place, you got to be able to get there yeah. and, and multiple times. Well, I feel like if, then it becomes similar to film work. Totally. I mean, everything, there's a reason. There's a yeah. motivation, obviously, and there's right. an objective. And, and if, if the guy's got a deeper voice, if he's more aggressive with his voice, there's a reason. Yeah. Whatever that reason may be. Maybe yeah. he's got a bellyache. Or maybe he was beat Roids. up as a kid, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's roids. roids. And you just, as long as you got that in the <laughs> back of your head, <laughs> there you go. This, yeah, this podcast. Is Danny has an obsession. I, I didn't bring it up. Michael Jordan. I, I just tagged on it. Started it. You started this. I just tagged on it. The, the reason why I brought that no, up is ben because would be very painful. There's a because <laughs> you were talking about uh, uh, coming from a place of the voice, and Rick was talking about a thing of about how to find those colors, and I. Do you find and have you found which that, are all valid some of the and fantasy, all different, right? Yeah, but have you found that some of the fantasy stuff you've done, regardless of coming from a voice, is something that's then affected by some of the other the comic book stuff you've done? Hmm. And like, where do you find is even if you start from a voice, you are you know going in that you're in this other world, yeah. whether it's the fantasy world or whether it's the comic world, and you've done some you've done some westerns. What is it that kind of tips your scales when you go in? When you go into finding a voice, it's funny. I'm I'm also very visual. I mean, I'm I'm. It's funny. I'm 33 years old. I'm going back to school because I want to study film, which mm. which is what I always originally wanted to do. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. finishing up my associates in film. I'm going to transfer, and we'll see where I end up. But um, and it's bringing back all of this. I I just I've missed this. I mean, I went I went to school. I had a full ride, and I dropped out. Um, 
you know, for theater and I started auditioning and I got this career going and it was always in the back of my mind. I wanted to finish school, but, but you know, mm-hmm. it, it, initially I wanted to go to film school. Anyway, this is all to say that I have a very visual mind and I've always mm-hmm. been obsessed with film. And for me, you know, just as it is for our listeners, so much of this work is about a visual landscape that we create. Mm-hmm. And what you create in your mind is infinitely better than anything we're going to draw up for you. Yeah. So I kind of go initially and, you know, instinctually, I start from that place as well. I just, mm-hmm. you know, the wasteland of, of these uh, Westerns. It's just, there's a vastness. Mm-hmm. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's a bit of a vacuum to the world. Uh, everyone's kind of it's life and death in its own way. It's, yeah. it's stripped down. Um, and, and I see all that and it just affects me and I just get in that mindset mm-hmm. like a good cinematographer will do for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, when it comes to fantasy, everything's just, it's richer. Um, it's, it's fuller. It's, it's still grounded in the same, but it's, but it's you know, reality. Uh, I mean, you're still, but you're still the yeah. emotion, but, but the same point, you know, these are human beings, they're characters, and mm-hmm. what makes them tick is what makes us all tick, and that's how we identify exactly. with them. So it, it all kind of, regardless of what world you're in, I guess it all kind of suits the form, Yeah, I'd say. yeah. It's interesting that you talk about the visual, because I know that it helps me to know what the guy looks like. <laughs> Yeah. You know, a lot of times if you I I like if there's a physical description of a character in the book, you know, I like to I like to let the actor see that. I like to put that as their as you know, because if you envision what the character looks like, it will it will affect the performance. Oh, infinitely. I mean, yeah. and you guys are so great. All the directors here when they send out, we get a cast list and the breakdown of the characters we're playing and it always starts with a a, a visual description of the character, yeah, which yeah. sounds so anti, you know. Yeah. Well, I think it's an important, like, just from the jump, like, uh, when I first started working here as an actor, I would get a, a, a cast list, and, like, starting from the mind's eye, just on paper, then translates into what what the actor's going to give through their mind's mm-hmm. eye onto the mic, and that's what we're aiming for the audience to have. Exactly. So when yeah, I asked yeah. you about the, the other thing is that, like, what things get in your mind's eye, that, like, whether it's the sparseness of, or the or, the, or maybe, like, a, a clipped bit of language from a Western versus something that was more, like, larger and fuller, mm-hmm. that's, that, that's comic-driven, that, like, despite the fact that the honesty is always there, what about that mind's eye is that, you know, is that, is we shot through the entire process for you as an actor, like finding out where in your mind's eye you see that, so you can give that to the mic. That then it goes into performance, and it goes into performance, and then it goes into product. I mean, it goes into the audience. It's funny, you reminded me of like a, a, you know, I've been watching a lot of Gene Wilder interviews over oh, yeah. the years. You know, yeah. rest in peace. He was like one of my heroes, mm-hmm. as, yeah. as he was for all, from many of us. And one of the things he always said was, um, and he was heralded for, was just how honestly and a million percent devoted to whatever character he's playing. I mean, that's largely why Young Frankenstein is so successful. I mean, his performance in it, you could take it out and put it in a dramatic context and it would still work. I mean, Mm. he's so committed. And it's what you were talking about earlier in terms of pandering to children in the audience versus their adult parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, As soon as the audience hears you pandering, you're being false to your character. You're not not committed. And nothing's going to work, whether it's Comedy, drama, fantasy, Western. Yeah. I mean, I think that's you know true for anything. D- Danny, did you, did you want to talk about Muck? Yeah. So I have a, <laughs> a little shout out for a short yeah. film. Go to welcome to the muck.com to check us out. This is um, a local filmmaker by the name of uh, Rob Rafferty. Uh, got in touch with me, oddly enough, through a cinematographer mutual friend of ours who I met doing Walmart commercials, oddly <laughs> enough, of all things. And it kept me in mind for this role yeah. of a podcast host. It's like a true crime um, hmm. series that we shot as a short film, but now he's pitching it as a kind of uh, a new media website thing because we also recorded... Um, fictional podcasts around the short film. It's basically a, a, a missing persons case in a small town in West Virginia, and I go in as a city slicker, you know, hipster, interviewing people a la Ira Glass. And mm-hmm. uh, oh, okay. it's a real, it's, it turned out really well. I mean, it's now, unpredictable where it goes. And anyway, we're, we're screening at the Independent Television Festival up in Vermont. That's interesting that it's the Independent Television, television Festival, right. not the Film Festival. I right, mean, correct. what makes it television and well, not he's film? Been, I mean, he's been, he's been great. He's been branching out and submitting it to A&E. They're trying to find new media yeah. proposals. He got into the Austin um, 
there was an Austin New Media Film Festival. Uh, this sucks. I'm gonna forget the name of it, but um, got in there. He was like one of the finalists. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he realized I can go around to film festivals as a short film, or I can really kind of sh- pitch this as he initially attended as a long form serial. Uh, right. With different characters, so you, right. you know I wouldn't be the one main podcast host. You'd have other hosts. They're investigating true crimes all across the country, which is a big hot genre right yeah, now. Sure. So, yeah, sure. Gotta sound like a producer, but um, but well, you, you know, think, so and you that's think how he's getting commerciality of it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, and, and short for, short films have always had a hard time finding. Yeah, they really do. Uh, a I'm market. always but amazed TV is, at like people that win Oscars for short films nowadays. Yeah, yeah. but they're can, not. There, there, but there's a very small audience who's yeah. actually seen those. Um, it's really hard. I mean, just in the, the you know the few years that I've been doing uh, independent film and various independent filmmakers and producers, when they submit a, a film under 20 minutes, is I, I don't know if it's infinitely more difficult to get into a, a, a film festival um, than something like seven minutes long. Oh you right, know, but it, it is. I mean, it's like so. so you know, it's an it's either going to be length. new media, yeah. you know, attention yeah. deficit short form, sure, right? Or right. it's going to be a feature that's you know, tell the story yeah. in ninety minutes, don't waste our time. Right. But short films like twenty to thirty minutes are really difficult to sell unless it's like a series, like a TV yeah, right. Show. I mean, which is kind of interesting because TV sells their time in half hour segments, you know, to a large extent. I mean, you have hour long shows, but there's plenty that that would fit in that box if it were a series, as you're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, but so that anyway, a, thanks for that plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be going up there, and it's the first time I've ever really showed up for a film festival and something that I've done. That's cool. exciting and nerve wracking for me. I've had other films that have gone on to you know moderate success, but I've never been available because you know we're we're yeah, here yeah, doing yeah. theater most of the time when you're in a show. As MJ, so knows. so you yeah. sat in the audience, uh, uh, and why did you get? the reaction of the audience around you because that's the unique thing oh my god it's the best part of doing yeah, it I mean like that's what it's all about it's seeing it on the big screen with an audience and 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 watching the minutiae of the yeah. performance along with them and you know it the camera doesn't lie and yeah. you're like yeah I could have done that better <laughs> or, or wow that really worked yeah and you they feel it. that take? Whereas, you know, in a, in a stage play on a given night, it's you know it's going to be the performance that you've committed to right. and you've found but you're in the throes of it. You have no idea what you the can't experience, experience it is. as an yeah. audience member, even a subjective one. Absolutely. I mean, like like what and we do, any recorded medium like graphic audio, yeah. you can sit back and you can analyze your performance yeah. or, and and experience it in a in a in a way that a, that a, that the that the audience is intended. Which to is experience. a blessing and a curse. I it mean, is. It's got. It's a. It's both. It is. You got to have a. It depends on who you are. I mean, some people can't yeah, watch yeah, themselves. Yeah. You know, which, you know, like Johnny Depp famously says right. that. I, I don't know. Harrison Ford doesn't see Harry, his own movie. I don't know how much I believe that. But, right, you know, right. to, to what extent? I'm, but they're at a He lies a lot, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> they're no, at a stage like, in their life where Everybody deals with it differently. Everybody yeah. has a different response. Th- it think, has a different effect on I think, though, if, you, if, you're willing, if you're willing to go there, like the story's crafted well enough. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like, I've you know, just in QCing stuff and also listening to other people's work, here, like yeah. listening to like my coworkers stuff when it's released. God bless you. Uh, it takes a couple of minutes. I know it takes yeah. a couple, it takes me a couple of minutes to to get over the fact that I'm like, oh, that's that guy who sits in the cubicle next yeah, to me right. doing the narration or whatever. Yeah. And then after a couple of minutes, oh, Danny's know, pulling that same thing he did in that play with me. But you know, it's you, but know, you know each other's tendencies. Yeah, but I think that so if you're willing, if you're willing, if you're willing to be open to the story, mm-hmm. you'll you'll go there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things about about graphic audio is that because we've taken away the, the visual layer and you know in the you know the f- physical acuity and depth and all yeah. this other stuff that we would have if we were watching film or seeing theater mm-hmm. uh, we we have to buy into we have to take that step to listen and to be able to get that mm-hmm. information even though I don't know who that character is or I don't or I know who that actor is but I'm not familiar with what they're about to do and like yeah and I think that that's that's we're, the real we're complicit in the suspension disbelief. We're sure. in the blanks. We have to create that from the jump. Yeah, exactly. and I think that's one of the reasons, like especially in casting too. Like you know, I might cast uh, one person in three different roles, but it's because I know that those three roles are in that actor, so I'm not right. worried about they're discrete, hear- concrete. Different yeah, they're going to make them set, you know complete. Yeah. So I'm not worried about hearing them again. 
one of the things I, I feel bad, I or not bad, but like mildly frustrated about, well, I, I stay up a lot. No, is that you <laughs> left town for a bit, like yeah. we were saying yeah, before. Yeah, sure, is sure. I cast you in a, um, I, uh, I hadn't worked with you before. Okay, here we go. No, 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 this is where <laughs> people come to get fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Messer yeah. kept joking We came about here for a reason. We're firing. You know? <laughs> yeah. so I haven't seen the... him on the cast list in a while. This is Danny Gavigan's farewell performance. So long, Danny. We had worked on stage together, and then I hadn't had a chance to work with you here at Graphic Audio, so I cast you in a principal role just so we could feel out for her where it was. You did a great job. You were awesome, and then you moved, and like, oh, I, and no. so it was like I had I didn't have access to you to cast, and so I was casting other people here and there. That series ended, and another another one came up, and then again I didn't have you and stuff. So I was stoked that you were going to be back, just so that I can have yeah. you, you know, be able to say like, oh, I want to work with that guy, like regardless of you know the fact that that's so good to this hear because you never ready know. for some I mean, football, it's a small I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> is it we? Is it we? As we as directors and also some of us who here who are adapters and writers, like we know what tools we need to get the story to, to make the story right. happen, and that involves like the right designer, the right sound effect, the right actor. Right. And I think that mm -hmm. that's why I'm glad that you're you know you're back in the area. And stuff. Amen. I'm glad right. I'm back. We're, we're glad to have it's, you back. It's funny, uh, you know, leaving totally came with its share of frustrations and you know break yeah. hopefully not burning any bridges which i was good about i mean but you know i had well, you dismantled this, a few I, yeah I, Plus, <laughs> they were in odd states of disrepair at the time I think, right so yeah yeah um i was gonna make another cork joke callback <laughs> what did i say it was north of dublin no it's south of, it's, north it's of, south it's in the south that's what i said it's south you of said it was dublin. east of, you said it was next to dublin no it's south of dublin it's, that's what i said it's, well, it's everything, all across everything anyway. halfway through the, the country is south of dublin it's in the south does this get out to ireland this, this uh this it could get the we have some listeners in wales listeners. for sure okay, cool. we have an we will not care yeah, what you think nice. of ireland yeah, yeah. people from wales would be like oh, yeah. um, but um no it was it was difficult and i you know coming back into town after only being gone for two years which is like in the grand scheme of thing you know nothing but um but yeah, you do. You you get you kind of step out of the routine of the seasons and the theaters and the artistic right. directors that you've created uh, relationships with, because um, DC is such that town where you can your work begets work. I mean, you can right. really develop a snowball of a career develop a, on the a merits chain of, your, of, yeah, of shows. That, so and, you know, and I came back into town. I'll bring up Tim again. I ran into Tim Getman up at Every Man. He was doing a play. Yeah. And afterwards, we caught up, and you know, I was like, you know, I'm back in town. I, I think I'm just gonna like shoot an email to everybody. And he's like, it's DC. Just go to an opening. You know, <laughs> just show up. Yeah. They'll know you. You'll be, someone true. will tell yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. and someone. And go sure enough, I went to I went to Roundhouse in Bethesda. I saw an opening, and then you know, I got an email from Denisha with an offer, and it's right, right. it's great that way. And you know, it's a testament to this town. It's a testament to like um, the loyalty and you know it's a testament to the talent in this town too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. people keep each other in mind and they want to work you yeah. know with the talent that they know yeah for sure awesome well and we and we thrive on that well I'm um, kind of curious to know what, yeah. what did you do um, did you do anything cool when you was out on the west coast um I got to shoot a, um, a short film with Christopher McDonald um, yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll, that's uh, you'll shooter, know shooter McGavin, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he, he, he turned that role down a bunch of times, and they finally made. He did he really? Did he? Yeah, yeah. I like. I was so. I see. The funny thing about me is, I'm like one of those starstruck, nerve wracked, like, like I geek out when I see someone when, famous, yeah, right. and I just I get shell shocked. Like I was, I was waiting tables on the hill, and uh, Sean Penn would pop up into our yeah. swanky. Mm hotel slash restaurant and he was out front I was getting off my lunch uh, shift and he was smoking a pack of American spirits and I'm literally walking by him on the stoop and I'm shaking I'm like just say yeah. hi just bum a smoke just just tell him he's one of the greatest actors and, you know, ask him why he tied up Madonna for a week uh, no don't do that and I <laughs> Uh, but he's looking at you and he's like, who's that squirrel who's shaking him? Like, yeah, DC's full of crazies. Um, but uh, no, Christopher McDonald was the sweetest, funniest man. His daughter, uh, it was her, she was a senior in a uh, film school out there and film student. And this was her thesis project. And she was amazing. She was so, and it was like kind of a crunchy, you know, soul finding slice of life uh, short film. And we were out up in uh, Lake Arrowhead and they had a home up there and you know, threw a big party with us. And I had a couple scenes with him, not scripted, but improvised, where we were in the background. 
and it was like a, kind of a retreat type atmosphere of the setting and so I'm like staring at him face to face and we basically have to stare longingly into each other's eyes <laughs> and we're just you know like riffing and we were just talking about Shooter McGavin I was like you eat shit for breakfast <laughs> and I like I haven't heard that one a million times yeah. you know so that was fun I'd have to say that was like the coolest you That's know cool. brush That's of cool. stardom I've had working awesome. out there once um, you guys started working, it, 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 uh, it all dropped, right? I mean, the, the nervousness about meeting somebody. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they're just like us, oddly enough. They're human. <laughs> yeah, what well, a I just, yeah, agents, I just get in my head, you know. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's funny. But like, L.A. truly is. It's a town where you can't go a week without seeing someone famous. Yeah. At least three to four times. Yeah. Um, and it was constantly happening. And it, I think it's just one of those things you get so used to it. But, um, yeah, it's like anywhere else. It's a town that's filled with crazy people. Yeah. And so the normal down-to-earth, uh, genuine folk kind of stick out like sore thumbs. And that's true wherever you go. But, um, but yeah, having a world of fame and uh, superficiality around you kind of can get, get in your head and intimidate you. But, yeah, it drops off after a while, I'd say. Okay. Nobody else? Yeah. Uh, I ran into Jerry O'Connell. Really? This is funny. I went out. And I say really because I'm like, who's Jerry O'Connell? Yeah. Who is that? Okay. You know. I want like, right, to be stand by, me. stand by me. I know. That was, I know, like I his, know. that was his height. He's been downhill ever since. No. no he, he was had... with Rebecca Romaine for a while, right? Are we citing his we, marriage as some marriage, sort of celebrity like that, status? That's, that's, that's how it that's works terrible. these days. I know. That's horrible. I just, yeah, I rated the man's like success on Rebecca. No, that's good. Let's, you know. Let's keep up with that. Let's, yeah. Now let's turn it around because most okay I'm going to a hole here yeah, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, out of this drop, out. this drop um, this now I ran to Jerry O'Connell uh, racing out of this small little uh, theater in Los Feliz and and he was just like I, I went to go in uh, to see a late night movie with a friend of mine and I went to grab the door and it just like he just came busting out with like a publicist or somebody in tow just had to get out of there I was yeah. like, what? like the place was on fire I was like what's going on and then um, I then we get into the lobby and there's a placard with a movie poster and it was some B movie never heard of he's on the cover and all these other no name actors are on the cover uh-huh. and and then sure enough there was like a, a lot of people just filing out of this theater and they must have been screening some movie that he wasn't proud and he of didn't want to be and he just wanted to get the, hell out the of public there. Oh, wow. it's kind of funny yeah. but, wow uh, and that movie it was. was Citizen Stand Kane. by me. The remake it was the Redux. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What if? Never mind. No, what no, if this no, gets no. back to him. Go ahead. What if his publicist hears this and is that holy awesome. cow? Do you know How that he has me. an account with us? <laughs> he plays I'm still trying to figure out who. who who's I, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. <laughs> he was the not, chubby kid in Stand By. Um, what else? He grew, up, he grew up into be like a tall, oh, handsome. Oh, dude. he was in Sliders on TV. Did you ever watch that? Sliders. He was the lead. I remember in, when Sliders was on. I was like, I don't know why I got into that as a kid. I was like real into that shit. Sliders was like the beginning of like, you know, like a lot of the sci-fi stuff. Sci-fi stuff. Like slacker sci-fi. It was on, I think it was it on was NBC or something. Yeah. It canceled and went over to sci-fi. Went over to sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was, yeah, I think it was or, on one of the cable channels like, uh, you know, TNT or USA. But it sta- I think it started on like uh, one of the major broadcasts now, I think. It did. Or, yeah, it did it really? It was it like prime time. It did, it did and then it got bumped. It, it had went, the it was dude from like all the Indiana Jones movies. Uh the big guy. Oh, John Rice Davies. Yeah. Yeah. John Rice Davies. Yeah. Sliders. Tumbleweeds with Danny Gavin. Good luck editing. Uh, there's always fun. We always hit those lull moments. Um, <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Tumbleweeds. <laughs> well, let me go the back to... <laughs> That's why I my performance. I just... Passing a stone as my character. What have you done? Uh, what, what have you done? What first have you been lately? doing? <laughs> You've been up to playing a lot of uh, PlayStation Four, playing a lot of <laughs> Battlefield <laughs> One Open Beta. Uh, which, by the way, I, are you I pizza in my apartment? I have my hand in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I have one no, touch like, ordering for, on. What work was saying? What work was saying? Well, what are some of the roles you played for us recently? Uh, recently, since you back. Well, you did since a. Been back. Yeah, just you did some Lupi, right? It's taken a while for did everybody to be aware that you're. Yeah, we, we did. did. You did. Here's the thing. That, that was we should talk the about thing the we just that. heard. Yeah. That was that I was. Know who I know Lou. <laughs> is that we had we went with another actor for a bit and it's well, right, right. and somebody was saying uh, somebody was, was talking to me. They were like, "Oh, big deal." And so I'm like, "No, no, no!" Like 
fans were. You get a devoted. They were. They were devoted. It's almost you know. Yeah. It's poor not, Eric. You know, had a, Eric Singleton yeah, yeah. took over the role for a couple of roles, and, and he did a fine job. And he's a good actor, and we use him constantly. But it's always a tough act following yeah. another actor in the same totally. role. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like it's turning on ER. Imagine. It's like yeah. turning on ER, and instead of seeing Clooney, you see Danny Gavigan. You're like, wait, who's this guy? Yeah, this guy? Right. Where's Clooney? Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like MJ Clooney? breaks the door, and you're expecting Kramer. Yeah. And they like, see me, what? and they're like, yeah. who's that skinny that's white guy? That's, that's Michael Richards. Who's that pale? He's so pale. He's pale as pasteurized on television. Yeah. Oh no, that's not him. That's his twin brother. Oh yeah, that's no, the guy from Cocoon, right? Yeah, the skinny white guy, yeah. pale. I did yeah. call back to a conversation we had prior to recording this. Why did I? <laughs> this is terrible. This is really... Do you have? Do you ever go to? Do you ever go to the product pages for the graphic audio stuff? Because you know, it's interesting to see. Because there is Colleen a whole. Recommended that one day. She's like, if you ever feeling down, which is it's a, it's every good day for your ego life. sometimes. Um, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Most of the time. You know, I was thinking about doing that last night before I was, you know, falling. I actually couldn't sleep last night. I was so nerve, nervous about, about this. About this? About this? Yeah, are you That's kidding so me? Funny. Wow. Well, how Anytime I talk James about it, said the same thing. Yeah. It's nerve-wracking. Well, you're you know, not getting out of here without a beating. Because That's what that rack is for. You know, there's, there's, a, go. there's a phenomenon that I've realized, you know, when you, when, mm -hmm. as an actor, you're so used to embodying other characters and right. working intimately, especially on stage yeah, yeah, yeah. plays with a group of people. And you know it's no holds barred. You're, you you know, but because you never bring Danny you, to this, yeah. you never you're right, right, right. up there. Right. It's always hard to play yourself. It's, it is. It sounds so whatever, but it's no, true. but it's true, and especially if you haven't done it a lot. I, that's yeah. why you know one of my heroes of all, time, you know, Robert De Niro. I love watching interviews with him because the guy is just awkward. he's terrible. He's so terrible at interviews. <laughs> But that's what but they I love keep about him. He's so, there's yeah. not an inauthentic bone in that man's body. Exactly. He's not going to show up for a podcast and turn on some fake like uh, no. you know, personality or show up on TBS this morning. You better show up with a lot of questions because you're yeah, going to get, get terse, you know, yeah. three word responses. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What, what do you sure. think? Yeah. 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 Next question. What's pass. the what's the Britain pass one? Is it Graham Norton, the one who gets all of his? It's the the BBC show that yeah, yeah, the talk yeah, show yeah. that gets all of his oh, guests yeah. drunk. Yep. Uh -huh. sit, I would like to see down. De Niro on that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, he'd be a wreck. He probably would. <laughs> he'd bring his own wine. Maybe he'd bring like his own wine from drunk, his restaurant. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. He would stab Graham Norton. <laughs> he would neck, I think. Yeah. He'd throw a chair he, through a. Camera. He would like Max, Katie, whoever was sitting to the left of him, <laughs> and then he'd do something to somebody else. <laughs> that would be awesome. I, actually, there is some clip on YouTube of somebody doing an imitation of him while he's there, and he's Dave very Coyne. gracious about it. <laughs> With Dave Coyne? <laughs> no. Yeah. Although Dave Coyne does a killer De Niro. Yeah, he does. He does he had, that, doesn't he have that video of him and Pacino? Doing he does. Yeah. He's oh, got. He's brilliant. got all those guys. He's got you know Joe Pesci, Kevin Spacey. He had Spacey. He had a big four. He He does a really good Kevin Spacey from Spacey. From, uh, from House of Cards in particular. He oh, does. Yeah. Uh, he does the Underwood. the Underwood. He was right. doing the Underwood stuff for a local for. Um, uh, the the car the used car oh, the uh, Eastern Motors Eastern oh. Motors okay but he's right yeah he's he's, he, he's raking it in he's, he's done a couple car he's, commercials he's did they give him a free car yeah. no no see that's that the is, thing I always heard like with well, like, they professional with the tire, athletes they start off with the tire and the more commercials you do you just get more parts <laughs> he, gets a, he gets a punch car yeah, yeah, he just yeah. keeps punching <laughs> and eventually the Fender comes you're like sweet I got a Fender no he's out in he's out in California now too he's 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 in the suburbs not far from for good or is he doing a Danny Gavin He's doing. He's making. He's setting up his own films. He's actually recorded a few things for us that we've done, and then he said by remote. He's one of the few actors that we're willing to work with. Yeah, of course. A remote diamond in the rough. Yeah, and and you know, you never know. We expect him. I did a Thompson Creek Windows commercial with him. There you go. There's another plug we can delete. No, that's fine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Local commercials. We can. Yeah, yeah. Thompson Creek Windows. I love them. They're great guys. They were on set. They're you know locally family owned and operated. They're awesome. And Haloti Nada, who's no longer with the Baltimore Ravens, is there. And we're shooting this like silly commercial. And on set, we had a whole team of actors that they didn't really like specifically cast beforehand for the various roles and they had two spots to shoot with the same setup and um, they kind of took a few of us aside because the, uh, the role called for a guy watching the news and like all of a sudden Haloti shows up in the window and you're supposed to scream like oh my god the sun's in the way he's dressed up as the sun and so the director literally had us line up 
to and see audition. Who did it best. Like, okay, Danny, scream. And I got it. And I remember Dave was Dave Coyne was there on set, and he didn't even ask him to come over. And in hindsight, I'm grateful they didn't, because if he walked over, he would have been in the commercial spot. <laughs> he crushed it. I, I that can't sounds like a that crazy now. way to do it. Isn't so that they just weird? round up a bunch of actors. I just remember being on but set. But he had to. But he had to pay all of you guys. Yeah, he's paying yeah. us anyway. But like, I just remember being on set and seeing Dave just kind of humbly sitting in the corner, and I just wanted to say to these young directors, like, do you not know you have like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave has a company that basically produces commercials and films and things for, for other people. And, and a lot of the times he would get clients who would specifically want him because he's DC Loogie, yeah. but then not expect him to be funny or interesting just to you just know to do that thing just that do, yeah except yeah. except we don't want to offend anybody we don't want to be edgy uh you know and, and, and totally you know kneecapping him as far as making it a, a you know what you're basically hiring him for right um you know he, so he has clients that are both from that are creative and otherwise but like the eastern High motors casting, eastern motors thing they they had him on retainer and they were you know trying different things with him and and the whole um house of cards thing i'm not sure it was playing to the target audience for eastern motors cuz i'm not sure yeah people the african american community yeah, doesn't exactly yeah, uh, yeah demographics right. i mean i love house well you, yeah. Until this past season, I'm kind of thinking that show. I love season one. Yeah, yeah, but and then, yeah. not the spoiler alert, but they killed off my favorite character. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know you're talking yeah. about. And pushed in front of the train. Well, that one, but not. But that was season two. But like, I mean, the first season. I'm oh, talking, you're talking about oh, right. yeah, 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 Corey, yeah, yeah, Corey, 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 but then well, again, I mean, it made the murder all that. Boring. That that a lot of that, that is shocking. they're they're taking shocking. they're taking what was a, a three part BBC, BBC series. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was right. about Richard the uh Third, -huh. and they're trying to make it a uh, uh, however many seasons through Netflix. Yeah. They're, they're making it Richard the Third slash. You know what? I still we don't even we don't even have to start talking about your other stage roles where you played. What's her name? My career is done. Oh, yeah. Between yeah, Jerry O'Connell well, and when you did the, the Yeah, you played the transgender. We were, that's right. We didn't even talk about that. No, no, no. That. He, he wasn't, that's she wasn't transgender. That's she was a woman. She was a woman. He played the she female just character. She cast it. it yes. Okay, so I thought you gender, said it was uh, a transgender. Oh, it was... No, no, no. It no, was, no. She, no, no, no. She, um... So, uh, Susie Richard. Okay, start this from scratch. Yeah, the play was it was it was. Let's start from scratch. It was right. a uh, it was an adaptation of Cat's Cradle that right. was authorized by the Vonnegut Estate for a theater company that Danny and I worked for. Okay, Long Anchor Lee for Long Anchor Lee. Kathleen and, Anchor Lee's uh, company. Of the main Writer, characters director, of the family, there's the guy who has Ice Nine and you know goes to the country at the end. Right, it's um, a classic. But mm -hmm. his siblings, his other two siblings, are a super tall, like big woman. And yeah. a tiny, tiny little brother mm -hmm. who's like, you know, just, you know, just a, a tiny person. And so what the director had done, Kathleen Akerley, was cast Danny as the sister and a woman who's a little person, an, an, another actor here in this area. Suzanne Richard. Yeah. Suzanne Richard, who as played the brother. Yeah. And so um, they played brother and sister and they were just, you know. We hit it off immediately, me yeah. and Susie. Because, you know, the story calls for us to have the chemistry. The, the, the other middle brother we don't, we're like, you know, disappointed in. Yeah. Right. But in a lot of our scenes, you, you know, it's the visual shock of seeing a six foot tall yeah. man as a woman and yeah. then you know uh susie's probably like i think two feet maybe three feet tall you know playing a, a, yeah, her, her younger brother yeah. Yeah. um but you know it's like again linda, linda hunt in the year of living dangerously even smaller yeah but yeah. It, uh, but again Steven's it goes small. back to what we we're talking about in terms of um you know Commitment to character. Yeah, uh, what are the expectations of that you know, role? And suddenly the comedy being and the, the zaniness of the story worked because you could believe our relationship. You believe that we needed each other. I mean, right. you know, Angela Henniker, my character, was the older sister of these, just like, I mean, the fictional creator of the atomic bomb. He was our dad. Right. So, you know, and uh, I basically had to take care of the, the family because our mother wasn't in the picture. So, we, you know, it was like all of that. I mean that was that was an experience. I shaved my legs. Yeah. Uh, I think the critics said I had great gams, which I've never <laughs> which read because, before. Because you have such you have such like That's a, a thick unique beard, review. you had to shave yeah. your legs like at, <laughs> at intermission as well yeah. for the second half of the show. No, I looked good. Yeah, you've got I, a, I looked good. I, and it was you were able to cover up your five o'clock shadow because you're like the kind of yeah. guy who has a beard yeah. by well, the Well, we used the day, spackle right? brush. I think it was like a spackle, <laughs> like a trowel <laughs> yeah. to cover all that that five o'clock. So, anyways. 
I actually, uh, I, I did a play with Eric Messner where we were lovers in uh, Five Flights. Actually, if you Google my name, and I'm, I think his as well, one of the top results is an image of us like locking lips for a promotional <laughs> photo with like feathers daintily falling on my Get bare on back. It, yeah. Look it up. Google Eric Messner, Danny Gavin. And, um, and he used to, and I kid you not, he used to get livid with me when I showed up with a shadow. He was like, shave. It hurts. Shave your face. <laughs> oh, wow. Because, you know, sandpaper on sandpaper, you, yeah, uh, yeah. you get stuck. I mean, <laughs> uh, God, he is. I can't. He's even... a diva. He's yeah. demanding. He is. No, he's what good. an Eeyore. That is so sad. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to get hurt. Come um, on, man. Knuckle under. That was fun, it's man. I work. loved working yeah. at Long Acre. How many shows was that for you? You've been with her. I've done a bunch. The very done... first play I ever, I ever saw in D.C., was um, R and G uh, Rosen, Rosen oh, Rose 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 with you and, and uh, Jonathan Jason and Mike and Mike Glenn, who's one of our stalwarts here. Jonathan Church uses Jonathan a lot of Church. stuff here. Alexander Strange Alexander hasn't Strain. done so much here in a while, but um, Jason Styles, who had done some stuff, he's now in New Jersey. He'd moved away. Uh, let's see. It was an f- amazing cast. I mean, if you put that cast together, it would be like it's a great show. Oh my god! Uh, and that that show is. I want to say that that Stoppard. was one of the things about like working with certain actors here in town is that for, uh, a lot of the companies, as well as what I found that like a lot of the other directors here at Graphic Audio, if you saw that on paper, I would look at that line and go. I, I wish you know. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to listen to that and like it, but I'm thinking. Stopper, do you mean? No, no, no. I, any oh. any of the scripts we do, I'm like. Oh yeah. I would watch that on television. I would watch that on stage. Oh, yeah. I would watch that on a movie because I see the people who were put together, and I'm like, that's a great choice. Yeah. Like you know, mm-hmm. Gavigan in here, and like there's like uh, when it's comes to the world of the Lupi, it's um, you, and it's like Nanette Savard, yeah. and there's all these people that like if you saw it on paper, you're like if you didn't know their names, fine. But when you after you've listened to that. I'll look at a cast list and I'm like, that's it's like, awesome. It's, it's that. like the it's, it's like, like a super group. It's like the yeah. ingredients on a package of, of, of a product that you really like. Yeah, yeah. like oh you know, sweet, uh, <laughs> like riboflavin. What is that? Yeah. I love riboflavin. <laughs> or, you know what it is? Sometimes it's like looking at a, it's like looking at a, a, a you know a, what do you call it a, a roster of a team and you're like, yeah. do you know who they have at tight end? <laughs> you think I'm no. Danny Gavigan, man? And, and then I get like, injured in preseason week three. Say play fantasy. So you pull the bridge water and you're down for out. Yeah. But then it's like I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Nanette Savard is a wide out? Like, well, I gotta run, I gotta listen to that. You know, it's like so that's Nanette one of the Savard things. That, is a wide out. That when we see some of the review fan reviews on our website, is that they're calling out actor names as well as character names. That's because yeah, they've that's heard so that's much gratifying. of that. Person. I'm gonna go home and Google those comments now. Oh, you I, should. I'm gonna read these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you I, should. I, it's been a while. I've glimpsed at them, but like yeah just I mean well go to the product I mean, pages of, of books that you know that you've done of, of productions that you know you know you've not been in. not for you know it, it sounds narcissistic as well but it's it's honestly because you get in a booth you sit down for an hour or two you There's, go in your car you go home that's your only feedback that's it. is yeah I mean, we have no idea until we hear the final product and it sounds amazing and we play it for our friends you know I was a nanny for uh, a year to this family in Tacoma Park and I <laughs> I do a lot of driving for yeah. these after school programs yeah. and I would pop in you know the G-rated stuff which right. a lot of our stuff is except for the violin uh, some you of the gotta violin. hunt for it but right. yeah but <clears throat> oddly enough uh, but you know the kids it was a, a four year old and an eight year old two young boys and they loved the westerns oh, and they okay. loved hearing my voice and they were just blown away and yeah. I like and I would just like get swept up in it you know, just thinking back to the child in me that have them. no idea what audio drama is yeah. or the fact that you it just, could it just possibly doesn't exist work. Anymore. You know, and it's it's interesting to hear people who hear it for the first time and they go, you know, they don't they don't react positively because it's so strange to them. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, those are the people that will become you know rabid fans once they get into it once they start to connect and they start to realize. Because I mean, I always say this that it that it's the interactivity with the audience that you yeah. get with with the with the audit uh audio drama it, they're bringing their images totally. to play so it's a it's a real combination of uh, it's a real interactive experience between yep. the audience and the and the the performers but you're right as the performers you, you don't feel that no, you don't, you don't get that you feedback hear, i mean we're highly critical of ourselves i'm my oh, worst yeah. critic and you hear all the you know the mistakes so yeah. you, and you know everybody i mean i hear everybody's voice 
And so, you know, it really wasn't until I had, a, you know, these two young boys in the car. That sounds creepy. In the car, <laughs> in my car, uh, after were, school. You were taking I, I was taking, taking I was their guardian. I was, it was a van. Yes. Yes. Had a in a van down, down by the river. Yeah. Put on a little, <laughs> this is terrible. Um, yes. <laughs> abort, abort. Uh, yeah. You know, until I heard, I would play it and I was like, it was like a shameless little thing. I was like, oh, I got this thing. You guys want to hear it? Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're not going to like it. It's boring or whatever. And, and you know, the next day I picked him up. And he's like, oh, put on that Western. Put on that Western. And I was like, yeah. really? Okay, yeah. yeah. And you just get swept up in it. Because you, you hear where their mind's going. Right? Yeah. Almost in their reaction. Yeah, kids have got a great imagination if, if they're allowed to use it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they're the perfect audience. My son grew up listening to a, a lot of this stuff. I mean, he's a... He's a pure gamer, you know, so he he needs oh, yeah. a lot of visual stimuli oh too. But 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 well, the North is like my hero. I would love to be in a video game. I mean, do a video guys, game? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's locally there's Bethesda software. Right. Yeah, yeah. But they started outsourcing to stuff. LA now. Yeah. Well, they have, they have they, offices out there because they use a lot of like again like we were talking earlier about the the, a, the you know like the the star voices industry, that are in things. Yeah. Like, you know, Max right. von Sydow's in Skyrim. Yeah, right. and Liam Neeson like, was in Fallout 3. Right, right. And then you'll hear, right. like, you know, a couple of locals from here who were in uh, like right. James Skyrim. Lewis is a huge yes, one. Yes, James yeah. Lewis. Oh, my God. And Jeff Baker. Uh, Ralph Caution. Was in Oblivion. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. As were you. Were you in Oblivion? No, 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 no. I was did not. You, what did you do? I haven't done any. I haven't done any stuff at Bethesda okay. Softworks. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, dead end there. You know, after working in graphic audio, if you uh, ever do get an audition, that's usually we, we have found that the graphic audio people nail the audition because we're doing, we're you know training them to do exactly yeah. what's required for for the medium, especially the screaming and the grunting and the yelling and the and the, and the, and the, and the, and the horse mounting uh, or unmounting or dismounting. <laughs> <laughs> or you know your 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 occasional TDCs or truncated death cries. Truncated death cries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think one of the one of the first things I was doing was a was a western with. Oh no! This it was the Deathlands with you, but there was another western I did with uh, Terrence Terrence Aselford, one mm -hmm. of our other directors here, and. Uh, for the most part, it was like, you know, we got to get this stuff done. And I was new and I didn't have a lot of lines, but it was just like, they were just calling stuff out, like, yeah. and you mount the horse. And I'm like, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> and you stabbed in the neck. I'm like, what? Okay. Oh, you know, like, it's they're okay. throwing it's stuff like, at you. You don't yeah. have time to react. It's like a game show. It's yeah. like, it's it's like it was like, whose line is it anyway? Mark is shouting at you. And I was like, no, 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 go back. Uh, you can stab in the neck and you start trying to keep talking while you're, while you're saying your next line. I'm like, with a, with a knife in my neck? Okay. Yeah, here, drink some water so we get some good gurgle in your throat when you're dying. Yeah. And like, coming out of there, I'm like, I don't know if that was great or i just you know what happened in there it was like who is that guy and you know you but look yeah. walk you walk out you're like is that okay it was a character for one of the one of the comics we had that you had directed rick that you had said uh the the per the, the character in, uh, had had their skin turned inside out so like some of their some of their organs were on the outside wow. and it was like this like oh, his voice right. box was Got inside it. out and on the outside of his body you know a Wednesday like you do. yeah like you do like any day that ends in Y so uh, I did this crazy thing where I was like just straight my vocals and Rick was like great he comes back in another book and I'm like oh no <laughs> yeah. it's like this is gonna kill well, yeah, but it ended up I love like the so. dulcet sexy deep throated tones that come yeah, out of my voice yeah. after a session here yeah. I immediately call my girlfriend I'm like hey baby yeah, like, it's like, another day in the office and she's like she's like Rule, what are you doing? Danny my car. She hates you. She's like, I'm talking to Rule Turner. Danny my car. <laughs> and she's like, who is this? Kevin? And you're like, who's Kevin? Who's Kevin? <laughs> yeah. Your voice immediately goes up. I know, right? Well, um, all right. We're grinding to a, I think we are grinding to a halt here. This, this always happens. This we sort of just run out, I guess. It was fun. I could go on forever. Uh, yeah, I... I know. I would we should really not want to do ask that. More about Probably the history, not. But you know, what, how long? How long are we? Uh, what are we at? Uh, We're over an hour. Seventy-four minutes. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Time to. Well, wow. you'll, you'll be. Hey, We're gonna yeah. keep going. <laughs> <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be editing down some yeah. stuff. <laughs> See you. <laughs> when you went for LA. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a, all right, well, three more shots. We got this, guys. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to wrap this up. Now. I, don't I mean, yeah. it's just it's just, just, just a good point. Danny, <laughs> 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 Danny, 
<laughs> Everybody. Thank you for coming in, Danny Gavigan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Guest of honor, uh, graphic audio actor extraordinaire. So I want to thank uh, Dwayne Beeman for sitting in and contributing a question or two. Keep, keep <laughs> yeah. the ball rolling. Yeah. MJ Casey, who uh, definitely carried the ball over the over the goal line uh, more than once. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and thank you, Danny, for coming in. Absolutely. So you had nothing nothing to be nervous about. No. Not just everything, and everyone yeah. knows I'm a hack. <laughs> it's the jig is up. The that's all online, up. Danny. We oh, all that's that's, uh, that's common knowledge. I I just want to shout out to Eric Messner and thank him for uh, you know telling me about you guys. Yeah, he's oh, the reason he your, I've, I've been here for the past seven years. Yeah, awesome. He told me about a, a man named Rick and yeah. email a guy and he'll call you in. Yeah, Eric's our boy. For uh, sure. A couple hundred. Uh, later. Yeah, later. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I've got a manly voice now. Let's just all dismount. We'll all head back to the corral. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, we're signing off now. Peace. Until next time. Peace. Latest. All in your mind. <laughs>